Blog Talk Radio. An old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. A fight is going on inside me, he says to the boy, and it's a terrible fight between two wolves. One wolf is evil. He is angry, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. The other wolf, however, is good, he continues. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight going on inside you and inside every other person, too. The grandson, he listened and thought about it for a minute and asked his grandfather, well, which wolf will win? The old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. Yeah. 
By now, it all depends on what part of the world you are listening. Okay, namaste, hola, welcome to another episode of the Greenhouse Effect Radio Show. It is Thursday, June 3rd, 2021. We are halfway through the new year of 2021. My name is Will Green, holding down one half of your hosting duties like we do every Thursday night here on Blog Talk Radio Live. Holding down the other half of the hosting duties is uh, me, Papa, me, Amano, my best friend, the Lions historian, Bill Green. What's happening, Daddy-O? Did you like that in a little, uh, little piece there? <laughs> you know, I didn't realize until I didn't. It was not a matter of realizing. I, I didn't think about if I was muted or not, man. <laughs> I, I hope I was. Man. I just, that made me bust out laughing, man. <laughs> Yeah, you're an amazing dude, man. That was right on time. <laughs> oh man! You can almost. Why don't you repeat that one more time? <laughs> that was that was. Wake right up, goddammit! Hey <laughs> man, you know if there was ever a time to hear that said over the air, you know, man, it's now. Wake up, goddammit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's, that's hilarious, man. Yeah, keep that one handy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I uploaded it, man. I, uh, I, I wrote it, you know, wrote the note down when you said it the other day. I was like, man. oh, man. I had like, it was about 6 o'clock. I'm like, oh, shoot, let me hurry because, you know, I had to eat and everything. So I'm like, let me get this on here real quick. Huh? I'm glad it worked. <laughs> man. Man, yeah, we need that, that was we need it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's um it's a, uh, you know, it's a ball of confusion time, man. No question oh. about it, you know, and I don't know, you know, but uh before I get my propellers revved, man, was I'm um, you know, I'm 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 rolling. I'm roll There's always the question, right? Earlier today, I think I got caught up with um rolling with the punches, but mm-hmm. thanks to talking with you, thanks to prayer, thanks for divine intervention, I'm now going with the flow, you know, and um, it's, a, it's a major shift to move out of one to the other, preferably mm-hmm. rolling with the punches and then moving into going with the flow as opposed to going with the flow and then rolling with the punches, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know um, it's a... Uh, you know, it's an interesting time in my life, man. No question about it. I, there's there's a lot going on, and then there's nothing going on. I mean, like it's a lot maybe to me, but to talk about it, it's kind of ho hum. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Rolling, uh, going with the flow, and then rolling with the punches. I tend to get hit more. So uh, I like yeah. I like your yeah. I like your yeah. way of things. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that's the. That's the challenge at hand, you know, rolling with the punches, you know. Um, going with the flow is so much more desirable. I mean, that sounds that sounds so much more peaceful, 
so much more serene. <laughs> but I think yeah, I like this to, time. I like to be. Cool. I like to be winning. I like to be winning. Getting, you know, getting my points in the round first before, you know, I want to make sure I'm winning a little bit. I don't know. I think yeah. about boxing. I'm, you know, I'm in a boxing. But that's a good analogy, you know. When you talk you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good analogy. That's the idea, rolling with the punches. You know, the punches are being yeah. thrown, learning how to roll with them. You know, I mean, it's too late to be going with the flow when you step into that ring. So you better learn oh. how to roll with the punch. You know, my favorite joke. Yeah, uh, the priest and the priest and the uh, rabbi went to a boxing match, right? And and the rabbi turned to the priest and said, "You know, hey, I noticed um, that that guy over in that corner, you know, he uh, went down on one knee and made the sign of the cross." And the rabbi, never having been to a boxing match before, turned to the priest and said, "Will that help?" And the priest looked at the rabbi and said, "Only if he can box." <laughs> so. So there we are, right? Yeah. yeah. I know. Everybody got a plan until they get into the ring. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and and some are good enough to carry it out. But, you know, Mike Tyson's point was until they get in the ring with him. And the first time he tags them, it goes that plan. You know. But, um, <laughs> Ali oh did it with God. speed. Yeah, Ali yeah. did it with speed. Everybody had a plan until they realized how fast he was, man. And. You know, he dazzled them with his footwork and his rapid-fire jabs. You know, so so anyway, I want to turn this into a night of boxing. You know, um, so how are you doing, man? What's up with you these days? Oh man, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, just developed a little uh, slight headache on the right side of my head and behind my eye. Sue said maybe I was thinking too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, maybe yeah. I was thinking too fast. You know, it was getting close to seven o'clock. It was like, huh, huh, I gotta hurry up. I gotta hurry up. No, but I'm cool though. I'm good. Um, I'm good. And um, yeah, it's 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 always something, and sometimes it's nothing. You know, um, talking to you earlier, like I didn't even realize there were some other things going on in the world. I, I thought things were kind of quiet for a moment, but, you know, you brought up some other stuff to my attention, like, oh, man, you know, so it's yeah, it's just always something, you know. Yeah, um, man, you know, and it seems like it's always something else right before the show starts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. man, you know. You know, man, what's up? It's, it, it, yeah, it's, it's never, in, you know, but I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that especially when it comes to our Thursday night show, we're more attuned to, you know, the events at hand, you know, whether they be current, whether they be historical, you know, it's just where our focus is, I believe, and has been for close to a year now in in Mm -hmm. doing the combination of Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, Of course, starting out with Thursday before you lured me into this Wednesday thing that led to this merger thing that is still evolving. I, but I really do believe that because that's where our focus is, that's where our attention's drawn. And, well, I know for me, you know, the cable news shows have taken on a new meaning. And you know, as a consequence, I find myself watching them more than at any other time in my life because it's so relevant, so relevant, so so yeah. so directly related to what we do on Thursdays, man. At least that's how it affects me. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Well, just be mindful. 
you know, I mean, you, you know, you're, you're definitely a grown man. I'm not going to tell people how old you are, but, you know, I just always want you to. 74, baby. 74. <laughs> I want you to, you know, no problem don't, don't, you know, don't burn yourself out with those, with those cats sometimes. Cause I used to, you know, find myself wanting to, you know, just stay in tune with what's happening. And I think I just absorbed too much of it. And, you know, um, my plate got too full from hearing the bullshit from, from you know, CNN and, and all these other cats. It's just trying to give a quality show, of inform- you know, with information and stuff like that. But um, that's just me just being your son, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure you know how to take care of yourself. But that's also for anybody else out there as well. Just be mindful of the information and the things you're taking in. So, Yeah. I, that was um, it. That's it. I, I take a slightly different slant on it. If it's what I'm going to be talking about, I need to know what I'm talking about. And that's what I mean by the Thursday show. If I'm, if I'm going to take it upon myself to present, whether it's a black's view or whether it's some of the other tags we put out there, I can't, they don't come to mind right now. Then I need to know what I'm talking about instead of just turning into a, a, a barbershop, you know, kicking it around gossip moment. Facts matter. And I love what we do on Thursday because it keeps me attuned, you know, and not just assuming. It keeps me focused and not, you know, drifting. The facts help stabilize me, you know, and the information, well, in so many ways it enlightens me in so many ways. And so to present it on Thursday night is, it's more than a treat, you know. It's it's a it's an honor, and I feel that it deserves you know my um, my attention in that regard. Now, do I chew on it? And do I sleep on it? And it does it run my day every day, seven days a week, twenty four hours uh, a day? No, no, not at all. Uh, matter of fact, today as an example, I haven't even had the television on. Do they still call them mm. televisions, or are they called something else now? Yeah, that's you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I don't, you know, I mean, because this doesn't look anything like a TV to me. <laughs> you know, how, <laughs> what I was raised on, so I didn't know if there was another, like, is it a flat screen? Is it a, you know, do you go by the, the maker? I just did I don't know what it's called, you know. When I hear the word TV, the first thing I think of is a 100-pound tube. That's the only thing. It's not a boob tube anymore, you know, yeah, uh, whatever it yeah. was we used to call it, you know. Yeah, yeah. For that reason that you're talking about, you know, it can it can it can lure you in and and lull mm-hmm. you and 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 lull your mind to sleep, you know. But I haven't even had it on today because there's been so much that has gone on just since yesterday, and just turning on the internet, you know, man, that provides more than enough. And then doing a little bit of research on the history of race riots, black massacres, or social upheavals, whatever people want to call it, to be politically attuned. You know, it, 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 man, it, it, um, it angered me in part. It, it, it frustrated me in part, but at the same time, it it enlightened me in part, you know, to understand why this part of history has never been taught. I'm not talking about you know, uh, 
that it, you know maybe in the basements of black churches talked about in whispers. I'm talking about never been taught in schools, never been a part of U.S. American history, you know, never been a part of classroom discussions, um, especially on through the 1950s and on up, you know, um, especially during the time when African American history came to life in in some high school and college. And I'm imagining grammar school settings as well. You know, and for this not to even be talked about even then in depth, in detail, and in number, you know, um, the enlightening quality of it, you know, gives me a deeper understanding of why um, that saying, and I love it when you call me the lion's historian. I do. You know, every time you say that, it makes my chest pump out a little bit. You know, until lions have historians, hunters will always be heroes. And that's the theme of American society that I've been raised under. You know, the hunters being the heroes and the lion story never being told. And, of course, metaphorically, black folks being the lions and and racist America being the hunters. You know, and all through American lore, like I spent, you know, okay, I'm, I'm going to admit it. You know, uh, Monday, you know, was my self-indulgent day. You know, you got to remember now. You know, I was I'm a I was I was born in 1947, so I was raised on black and white movies, and along with those black and white movies, I was raised on what the American iconic heroes of that time was. So war movies took on a special meaning to me when I was a youngster and a, and a young teenager. You know, war movies you know were glamorous. Well, this was pre this was pre-political wars, although all wars could be argued being political. But World War II took on a special flair because America was attacked while Hawaii was attacked, you know, which, um, so that gave it a, a, a personal slant. So all the war movies were about, you know, rah, rah, sis, goodbye, you know, and the Yanks are coming, <laughs> you know. And uh, so, you know, it was a real time of blind, patriotism and nobody you know answered the bell more ardently and more feverishly than than black folks did and it's so ironic because the armed service in world war ii was segregated you know harry truman i mean uh eleanor roosevelt started to you know ease the the tightness uh but Truman is the one who brought it, you know, brought it all the way through by making it a law, you know, that all armed forces would desegregate. But World War II had already come to an end, or just about. But it didn't stop, you know, um, World War One. It, it, you know, the Tuskegee Airmen, you know, the the, and I've talked about it in previous shows, like um, t- Patton's tank crew called the Black Panthers, that were the spearhead tank outfit that led the charge into Europe, all black, all black unit that you have not seen um, indicated or otherwise detailed in any war movie. But still, I was raised at this time when, you know, black was not a, a consciousness movement of the, of the 50s yet. So I, I believed in America being all of what it sold everybody all around the world. 
to have, so I spent all day Monday watching, the, you know, and it's, it's this series that HBO has out. I watched, it came out a while back, but it's called Band of Brothers. Mm-hmm. And it's about this white unit in, you know, uh, called Easy Company. And I, I don't know if you've seen it or not. You know, it's but been it, a while. It, I, re- I, re- I it, remember it. Okay. And, you know, but in watching it this time, I had a little bit of history in my mind as I was watching events, and it raised questions for me as I was watching this, you know, but I was still watching it. So, you know, after, after Monday finally came and went, I settled down into the reality of the time. And just thinking about just the 74 years that I've been on this planet, you know, that I've been um, depicted as colored Negro, black, Afro-African, American, um, but never really being American, always being something that came before it and American being kind of a, a parenthesis. So I was always, you know, colored Negro, Afro-black, but American has never been a, the clear definition, just the color, you know, uh, connotation. And wrapped up into this nice little neat package called minority, you know, that, that drives me up the, the, the most highest wall. I can't stand that word. You know, you talk about a, a total deprecation of, of such a, 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 a patriotic people, you know, to a country that absolutely continues to color code them. All of these themes of these riots, massacres, upheavals, um, whatever people want to call it, just brings to mind in not until now, not until now have I even begun to read about and learn about the numbers of black massacres, of massacres toward black people, race riots toward black people, social upheavals toward black people, that have occurred since 1863. You know, it's, so do you even include, you know, race riots prior to the Emancipation Proclamation? You know, is it race riots when it involves slaves? You know, um, is it race riots when it involves freed black people during the time of slavery? You know, that, that, you know, is it even recognized? Yeah, we we talk about Nat Turner and um, a few others. I'm sorry, I don't have my book in front of me, so I can't give you their names. But we talk about you know their 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 um, reactions or their upheavals towards slavery, but we don't talk about you know the treatment of slaves as massacres throughout those 500 years. When in fact, I'm sure that's what it was constantly, you know, small or large, you know, whether it's one person lynched for entertainment, you know, or 500, you know, sold into obscurity, graves unmarked, still, you know, I don't know if the scale can be determined that justifies it being given a name, massacre, you know, I mean, I remember that movie, um, the Godfather, when when my man was the Don was looking at his son, and you know the one that it got shot up at the at the toll booth, and he mm-hmm. pulled back the cover and said, "Look how they massacred my boy," you know, 
And when I heard, first heard that line, I thought, I never thought of massacres as occurring to one person, but it's the, it's the formulation of how that person is killed that determines the degree of, of violence. It's got nothing to do with numbers. It has to do with act. And that's really been the thing that has been fueling my fire for this past week since we first touched on it last week. And I thought I had it nailed down until I read a comment on Facebook today by an old friend of mine, a guy named Ron Childs, you know, who uh, used to work for Ebony. And his story is one that I hope we can bring to, to the show one night. You know, brother's got an you know, amazing brother. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that show that hasn't happened yet. But this thing he posted led me to a link, which I'm hoping we can put up in the chat room, that I just intended on adding some information to the um, massacres that we mentioned last week, and I wanted to get into detail, but it took me to this website, and it's like, it's not the story about the number of people that was killed. I mean, that's tragic enough, but the stories that led up to these massacres, Will, man, this is America. And in reading yeah. these stories, I could see why American, you know, why, why American history, history surgically removed all of these. I mean, to teach these from the beginning is to raise the consciousness of everybody. And failure to do so has justified the um, indifference, the malaise, the, the withdrawn attitude that so much of, if not all of, white America takes. I'm not talking, it's not a matter of calling, you know, all white people racist or anything like that. It's a matter of understanding, you know, the far reaches of racism does not include, does not exclude anyone who allows themselves the luxury of saying, well, I'm not like that. No, it's got nothing to do with whether a person is like that or not like that. The question is, what have you learned about it? What have you taught about it? And what do you refuse to tolerate? See, that's the thing that because it's never been a continuum of history in our society, that white America can kind of take a, a very um, lackadaisical, well, it's not really, you know, as bad as it used to be attitude when it used to be it's never been anything talked about. So how do we determine if it's as bad as it used to be until something happens singularly that starts bringing to light the historical ramifications of this permissive attitude that white America has. You know, yeah, we talk about George Floyd. We talk about Breonna Taylor. We talk about, you know, um, um, Sandra Brand. We talk, Brand. We talk, we talk about individuals. But what we don't talk about is the massacre of these individuals. You know, and, 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 and I really believe that white America tends to think, Massacre is passe now, you know, and therefore don't tie that into police violence toward black individuals. No, see, that's that's the conspiracy theory in my mind. It's like let's etch a sketch the past. Let's just erase that, and now let's focus on now and let all that other stuff go. No, you can't let all that other stuff go because all that other stuff is what post-traumatic stress is all about. But let me back up a little bit. Let me back off a little bit, rather, man. And, and you know, um, let me let you 
get into your stride. And I apologize. Uh, for no, no need to apologize. I think that was a, a pretty good intro, if you will, into kind of I think what what we're kind of be laying into tonight. Um, uh, before we you know get going, uh, this is a good good reminder as well because we just jumped right into it this time, which was cool. So again, no need to apologize. But uh, just as a reminder, like we do every week, uh, every 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 broadcast. Um, just to remind you listeners out there a few things. First of all, um, get a pen and pen and paper, pencil and pad, a post a note, something. Because um, you may have some questions. And, you know, as we do on the Greenhouse Effect Radio Show, as we believe, I should say as we do, as we believe, and, and I know Adam's listening already. He's already chomping at the bit for the quote. Why use 100 words? Why use 100 words when 1,000 words will do? And so we, we do utilize that belief and that theory because we got a lot to say, but we know that you've got some things to say as well. But we don't want you to forget those questions and comments that you have. So that's why Amen. we implore you to write it down so you don't forget. <laughs> Amen. Right on, man. And, That's why I love um, doing this with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, one of the things we enjoy is, is the ability to engage with you all that are listening to our live show, um, our live show on Thursday nights and Saturday mornings. So on these shows, you have the chance to engage with us two ways. Uh, you can dial in on your phone and listen. Uh, you, the number here is 516 Nine four. I'm gonna say it twice to make it nice. Five one six four five three six zero nine four. And you would press one on your keypad, and that'll let us know that you want to come on in. You got a comment, a question? Just chime in. Just give us a, a positive shout out. It's all good. Or you can engage on the chat room. You can use the chat room online. Um, and you know, if you're feeling more secure with that too, you know, go online. Blog Talk Radio. Uh, the Greenhouse FX, and uh, sign up on Blog Talk Radio. You can set up a free account. Uh, setting up a free profile and account, account will allow you to engage with us um, on the chat room here. So, you know, you have a couple of different ways of doing that. Um, in case you do miss some previous shows, you want to go back. All of our shows are saved and archived on many different platforms, Blog Talk Radio being one, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, you know, just look for the Greenhouse FX, and you will find uh, previous shows, and you will also find archive shows of Write Your Own Book Club that is live Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Um, I always feel like this more than I'm supposed to be um, Man, saying here and reminders, but I just... I don't know. I was like, it's know. something more. Because I just want to make sure everybody's got the information, you know. It's always something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. yeah, you do an outstanding job with that, man. I want to make sure our millions and millions yeah. of listeners out there, yeah, yeah. you know, able to, yeah, able to chime in with You got to satisfy the masses. Right on. Go ahead. Man. Yeah, man. Got to satisfy the masses, man. Got to <laughs> satisfy the masses. But, um... Yeah, you know, uh, he he said something last week, and I don't. I'm surprised you didn't ask me about it. We were talking about the state of Texas last week, and I know the state of Texas is back up again on some stuff this week. 
but you, we talked last week about um, the gun laws that are changing in the United States <laughs> yeah. altogether, and especially in the state of Texas. And you used the term putting steam on the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Steam on the mirror. Well, you know, I think it's I think it's our turn to put a little steam on the mirror. You know, Amen, um, man. Amen. Right yeah, I'll take you out. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, in the in my description for tonight's show, I I said that uh, we would be p- putting some steam on the mirror tonight. Um, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and you know, it's been uh, it's uh, over a hundred years now since the massacre of uh, Black Wall Street, the Greenwood District in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we're getting, you know, it's been a lot of information that's been shared and talked about in these last, this last, this last week or two weeks or so. Um, but I think one of the things that we should talk about or we should bring up, and you started talking about it a little bit already, you know, and we can identify all these massacres and we get an idea on, you know, the history, the true American history. But it's like, man, how, how did something like a Black Wall Street begin? You know, how did something like Rosewood begin? You know, what what caused racist America to just say, you know what? Oh, you know, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, before I continue, let me, that's the other reminder. I wanted to give a small disclaimer because I think that this show may, may, you know, stir up some emotions. And sometimes in, in these emotions we get caught up, and sometimes we may use profanity. Now, my dad, even though I'm more of the, uh, what do you call it, uh, what do you call me, dad, the uh, listener, fr- I'm the caller friendly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm more caller friendly, but sometimes I may tend to slip with my use of profanity versus my yeah. dad does not, which is kind of weird, yeah. but, you know, that happens uh, So, you know, charge it to my heart uh, that if, if there are some uses of profanity comes out, um, you know, it's nothing disrespectful. It's just the emotions that are stirred up with all this. But, you know, um, you know, why, why, what, how did, how did uh, Black Wall Street, how was that built? You know how how uh, how were the lands like I said in Rosewood or Saint Bernard Parish or you know uh, why did they um, uh, in 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 Wilmington North Carolina what, what was it about these elections that happened that caused them to do that so you know there's these things I think that we need to to look at and and I like how we are able to talk about the things that are happening today and how they're relevant to us and our families and for the future. But what I really enjoy doing with doing this with you, and, and that's why I like calling you the Lions Historians, because you're able to provide, we're able to provide a historical point to it as well. It's not like this, this stuff, <laughs> this stuff just happened, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, there's a, a history of this history. This is a repeated history. And it's not like it's just going to go away. You know, it's, 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 it's a part of why we are currently in the situation that we're in. Whether you're a black American, brown American, yellow American, red American, 
you know, it is this continued history of the racist white America. Now, not all white America, not all white people, but that racist white America that we continue to deal with. So, you know, putting a little steam on the mirror for tonight. So, again, I apologize if I get carried away and there's some bad words that may slip out. Charge it to my heart. Uh, <laughs> so that was the only reminder. That's 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 what I forgot. That's what I forgot. Um, so you know, looking at that, uh, and and then the current stuff that's happening, like even in Oklahoma, and, and teaching the history, American history, like there's some changes that's going to be happening with that. I know, Dad, you wanted to talk about uh, CRT or critical race theory tonight. Uh, so we'll be talking a little bit about that. Again, I mentioned the state of Texas, um, and 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 even voting rights throughout the United States. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's happening with our voting rights that still has not been cleared, and we've been talking about that since John Lewis passed away, you know, and nothing is being done. Um, you see, well, the right things aren't being done. Let me change that term. Jim Jim Crow 2.0 is in effect, and these changes and these things that are happening with our voting rights are uh, affecting us. I think we're kind of past 2.0, though. I think this is like 2.5 or 3.0 or something, um, Jim Crow stuff. Um, so that's just some of the things that we had uh, on the agenda for tonight's show. Um, talking to you earlier this week, I had a note that I wanted to share and just talking about, again, the this history of America since even the uh, manifest destiny is this denial of America when it comes to racism. And it's like, is it the denial of hate or the hate of denial? Uh, I don't know which one it is, but there seems to be this reason that they choose to continue to deny the true history of America. Um, yeah, the denial of hate, the hate of denial. I don't, I don't know. I like that. I was going to title that for tonight, but I just left steam on the mirror. I thought that was better. Um, so that's what's happening tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So, again, we would love to hear your thoughts um, and, and some of your insight, um, especially with just how you're doing. Uh, I even have a small, brief, two-minute piece about health and wellness. I want to just start putting in some stuff as well. So, you want to just share some of your thoughts, your input, advice, how you doing out there? Please do so. Give us a call again, 516-453-6094, or just hit us up in the chat room on uh, on the website. Yeah. Did I put you to sleep, Daddy O? You there? I know you. No, no, I, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to get in the way. <laughs> no, I mean, but like I said, there's so many things that's happening. Right now, I mean, like I said, we had Tulsa just, you know, um, um, Juneteenth is coming up. We were talking about that. Um, uh, you were talking about CRT. Um, it's all kind of stuff. I mean, it's like, hey, you know, like I'm watching baseball. I'm like, hey, why are the Indians still the Indians? I thought they were the Cleveland baseball team. Or is it the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland football team? I don't know. I thought they were the Cleveland baseball team. How are they the Indians again? It's like so much um, – hypocrisy that's happening right in front of us. It's almost like it's so much we don't even realize it now, you know. Um, but I don't know, maybe that's a part of my conspiracy theory as well. It's interesting to hear you talk about 
conspiracy theories. You know, usually I'm me and Adam are the only ones that that spit that stuff out. Well, you know, I'm talking about something that has to do with denied history. I'm not talking about something that has to do with a a a a, a vague suspicion. You know, so that's what my conspiracy theory is based on. You know, it's a denied history, and there's a reason behind that. And this this is this is something that is right in front of us. This is something factual, documented, but excluded from that which fuels the imagination of anyone born of any country called the history of the country. You know, know, uh, Dr. Carl Jung said long ago in one of his talks about social upheaval, he said the way you control the people is to control their symbols. You know, and so if you take away, you know, the symbols of like what was done to those native to this country, if you take away all of what represents who they are, and if you present them with who the conqueror is, then they're only left with the values of the conqueror. And if the history of the conquered is denied, no one knows who they were or who they are. And they just become an asterisk. And oh yeah, by the way. So the conspiracy theory is deny a people's existence in the history books, and then the people will be denied as ever having served a purpose. And we, we meaning this country, has done such, excuse me, done such an astute job over the past, you know, four or five, six hundred years with treating those native to this country that way that a, a whole century just came and went. And me, you, and all other people of American society just really brushed them aside as if their history was irrelevant. It didn't really matter. And so now it's springing back into the picture. You know, this this people who've been regulated to live in parchments of land, you know, donated by its conqueror, we sit around wondering, what's their beef? How come Cleveland can't baseball team can't be called Indians? How come Washington's football team can't be called Redskins? You know, yeah. what is the issue with those cool uniforms that the Chicago Blackhawks wear? You know, and, and, and right on down the line because we've become so conspiracy-wise conditioned to act as if Native Americans have no right to infringe on our consciousness because we're too busy being entertained by their symbols and have no respect in regards to the people. The people, by the way, who live the land without charging for its water or its electricity. A people, by the way, who lived on the land and didn't charge rent. You know, a people, by the way, who lived on the land and didn't make it a point to poison its own drinking water or pollute its own air and then turn around and charge everybody for some idea of something that is now purified by the same people that poisoned it. 
you know, we don't we don't give any stock to those who understood everything about the land was alive and therefore everything in total balance lived off of everything else and provided a purpose. No, we don't you know we don't we don't give any meaning to that today, you know, because we're used to buying, selling and receiving goods and you know, we call it reward. Or we call it denied reward. You know, it, it, we this country is about declaring not a war on poverty, but a, declaring a war on the poor. And that's how far we've come since those who lived in harmony with the land has been decimated, you know, to live in, in, in little patches of this country. Man, I we used to go, I used to go, and you went a couple of times to this place in the hills of Delonica, Georgia. It was the foothills, really of the Blue Ridge Mountains, you know, and it sat in Delonica. Delonica, you know, is, is, in essence is city of gold. And that's where it was first heard there's gold in them dire hills. It wasn't said in, in California, it was said in Georgia. But it was right in the middle of the, um, of the, um, the um, where the Trail of Tears began, you know, and, and people don't have any historical prep. prep understanding of the Trail of Tears and where it began and how it wound up in Oklahoma. They just think the people who were native to that part of Georgia just always lived in Oklahoma, you know, and and quite the opposite. They were driven out of their lands and Trail of Tears because so many died along the way as they were driven to this place that they knew nothing about. You know, it would, it would be like Somebody coming into this house right here in Frisco and taking me to a, a native land where I would not know the customs and the behaviors, a place like, oh, let's say California. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what the what the rules are there. You know, that was a joke. But anyway, um <laughs> it, it's 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 a conspiracy theory that has a point. And the point is to control the people, control their symbols. And what's a, you know, what's a, what's a more, I just can't think of a, a more insensitive, savage way, for that matter, to treat a people in a democratic society, you know, by calling them a minority. What the hell does that mean? Well, it means something lesser than the greater whole, you know. And how can that be in a democratic society, you know, the home of the brave and the land of the free, except minorities. Yeah. So, he, 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 this, and you asked the question about Tulsa. Well, it, it wasn't something that just happened, and it wasn't necessarily something that was fueled by black folks, you know, getting over or living in high cotton and white people being jealous of black people and decided to destroy them. No. You know, um, Dick Rowland, a teenage boy, was at grave risk of being lynched. He was accused of raping a white female elevator operator. The mob grew angry, you know, and I'm not going to go into details of the of the report because I think we get the picture. And as the mob grew angrier, you know, their idea of dealing with this was to, in fact, hang this black boy who turned out to be innocent. But it didn't matter. The rage of, you asked, what does it? It's the rage of white America 
that refuses to acknowledge that black people did more than slave for a living. How dare them want freedom? That's what we have. You know, we dictate freedom. You don't dictate freedom. And we're going to show you who's in charge. You know, it's this this blind rage of a conquering society that doesn't know and doesn't understand and for all practical approaches and appearances doesn't desire peace. It only knows to conquer. You know, it only knows to, to, to take, you know, and it only knows to resent, you know, and it tends to raise its children as a me, you know, consciousness and not as a us consciousness. So when you're raised thinking only of me, it's hard, if not impossible, as, a, as an adult to shift awareness to us when us has never been a part of your upbringing. Oh, yeah, you want to turn to your humanitarian commentary and make it sound like, you know, um, you're all in. But the proof is in the teaching, you know, and you run, you meaning white America, you run the educational system. So you get to dictate education policies. You get to determine what your children are going to be taught and what they aren't going to be taught. You know, we only get what we're given. We don't have, we react to policies like this. We don't dictate them. You know, so it's the conspiracy of the, of the closed mind, you know, that is determined to keep any idea of creative individuality out of the picture. And the best way to do that is just deny people their presence in, in history. And then they just look like takers. You know, and that's exactly what white America has created, this image of black people being nothing but takers, you know, and have no appreciation of all of the wonderful things since 1863 that white America has given them. You know, there was a poll done I just saw yesterday by one of the, you know, one of the Quinnuck or whatever the name of it is, and it was two parts of the poll. The second part of the poll asked white Republicans if they felt that black Americans have been given all of what they should want. And 87% said, yeah, they shouldn't want anything else. They should be satisfied with what they've been given. But the it, it, the number of it or the percentage of it isn't the point. For me, the issue is that you even use the word given. Nothing has been given to black people. Nothing, you know, has ever been given. You know, it, it's just the opposite. Everything has always been taken away from. You know, so any strides that black America has made, it's only to be, to, to be, to, to have what all others in a free society have. You know, don't give me shit, you know. Uh, what, what, what did James Brown say? You know, I don't want nobody to give me nothing. Open up the door. <laughs> I get it myself. <laughs> right on, James. Ha! <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> let me back up. Yeah, go on, man. Let me back off again. I was just doing, I was about to move my chair back. Get my feet warmed up here, man. <laughs> there you go. That's my man. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, man, you know, it, it's, you know, these 74 years, if it hasn't taught me anything else, it's to really appreciate 74 years and hope that 
you know, those younger than me can appreciate the hope and the promise of years to come because it's so precious, you know, and all the struggles and all the upheavals and all the degradation, you know, the, the, the passion of life, you know, is still so precious. You know, I, I can enjoy with all of this madness that's going on around me, there are things I can enjoy because of the precious gift of life. You know, I mean, and I'm not talking about I can enjoy the sound of birds. Yeah, I can. I'm not talking about I can enjoy the, the flight of geese. Yeah, I can. I'm talking about I can enjoy a good boxing match. <laughs> you know, I can enjoy a, a good football game or a good basketball game, you know, that I can enjoy for a moment just backing off. You know, I can enjoy a good time of prayer, a good time of song, you know, a good time of, of reunion. You know, and, and, and just back off for a second, you know, the struggle, you know, that this young society as we know it is still going. It's a very young society as we know it, you know, not as those native to it know it, but as we know it as so-called Americans. You know, we're only talking about a few hundred years in comparison to the rest of the world. Oh, this is an infant, and it acts like an infant. You know, I don't even know if it's reached adolescence yet. It's a very selfish infant that makes a lot of noise when it's not fed what it wants to be fed. Yeah, so you know, let me let me let me let me pause. Again I'm saying it and I keep talking. But let me pause, man. Jump on in there. Come on, man. Yeah, set me up for a second. Yeah, that wolf you feed, huh? Uh, well, you know nah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's part of it for sure. But it, see in America it's just one wolf. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I never looked at it like that. Huh? I um, was messing around with the the rabbit hole, if you will, and, and looking at um, Tulsa and the beginning of the Greenwood District. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember talking to you. I was getting all excited, man, and, and you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm uh, researching this brother, O.W. Gurley. Uh, girly mm-hmm. and uh and um um uh edwin um god what's his edwin mccabe and some other people right like yeah how did how did it begin you know with people uh were were um you know getting lands and stuff like that in, in, in oklahoma these these rushes and stuff but but i had to stop for a minute the oklahoma land rush excuse me um um, but I had to stop for a minute and, and like, well, something caught my attention while I was, you know, researching these brothers. And these these were these names I just mentioned with some of the uh, um, some of the people that helped establish what we know as Black Wall Street. But um, it's like, but in the beginning, it really, you know, came about from. Uh, a Native American removal. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it, it, just, and it was just like, oh, man. <laughs> it's not like Oklahoma was just some land that they allowed, you know, black people to, to get this land and they were segregated and stuff. But, I mean, there were other people involved in this as well, and we, we forget about them. Um, we mentioned... Uh, Politics, that was my point. human rights. 
yeah, you know, politics versus human rights, right? So, you know, and it seems like, like you said, wolf, America, America is one wolf. And, um, you know, here we have, again, like I mentioned earlier, red Americans, black Americans, brown Americans, yellow Americans. You know, we're all getting beat up by this one wolf, if you will. But anyway, I, 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 when you just said that, you know, the the one wolf thing, I'm like, yeah, because um, it, it's more than just black America that's affected by this. Um, the Native American removal, the, uh, what was that, the Indian, uh, what was it, the act, the Indian Removal Act, right? Yeah. And that just, uh, May 28th, so that just passed, May 28th, 1830, um, Andrew Jackson with the Indian Removal Act. Um, again, not that long ago, but now, you know, Native American tribes getting removed, um, going, what they, I think it was west of the Mississippi. Do you remember remember that? Um well, you know, we, we we're talking about a past show. No, I don't have that, you know, information. Yeah, I just thought that might have. Don't have yeah, it. I thought that might have. I don't have it memorized, but everything happened east and then it moved west. So mm-hmm. you know, it's not like you know, it, everything. It, um, America as we know it first started its gravitational pull from the east, so it just swept all of those native to the to the country on the east. West, it just displaced them. So they became something else in a foreign entity, you know, swept out of the land that they knew, you know, and inhabited the land that was inhabited by others, but already in the process west of the Mississippi of being cleared out to make room for those that were being swept west, you know, and that was that was the uh, the great um, erasure of, 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 you know, Indian... Indian existence as we know it, you know, but we don't, we don't talk about it like that. We don't, we don't talk about, you know, the, um, like the themes that went on in Africa and, and the themes that even went on in Germany, you know, with the Holocaust, we don't, we don't talk about it in, in terms of the great, you know, destruction of, of a total people, the annihilation and the word escapes me that is used when it talks about racial cleansing. We don't use those terms in America. We like to think of America as being above that very thing that America would go elsewhere to defend, but has done historically to its very own. You know, it, it completely, Andrew Jackson's claim to fame was the destruction of Indians. That, that was his campaign for all practical yeah. purposes, you know, but there was no Internet. You know, there was, there was, there was no rapid means of, but even if it was, it wouldn't have mattered because that's white America was too invested in what you, the words you used earlier. You know, its own manifest destiny. It had decided it was its God-given right to just take everything and make room for its own. That has not, you know, I mean, that has not. Oh yeah, yeah. All you, all you need to do is look at a geographical map of of, of the United States, and it starts out with little parchments of land. And then the further west it moves, the bigger those squares get. <laughs> you know, <laughs> once you get to the Midwest, all of a sudden these these land formations become huge. You know, and 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 nothing more depicts 
the greed of American society than the way that map, you know, etches itself on out. You know, you know, and I don't know, man. I, this this is kind of a difficult direction we're going in right now for me to contain myself in talking about, you know, because <laughs> it's it's been a practice, and you know, and I don't know if it's if it's even something that people even want to digest, but it's been a practice of America as we know it to annihilate anything that doesn't serve its own purpose. You know, it dropped a bomb on one country and then it interred all of its American habitants right here in this country. You know, first, you know, it, it, it destroyed, you know, ancestral lineage and then it incarcerated, you know, those who linkages had just been destroyed all for the sake of, you know, American democracy and self-protection. You know, it, it's, it, 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 and and they, the attack started in a land that wasn't even American. It was Hawaiian. <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, like we, we, we want to act like Hawaii was American. Hawaii was Hawaiian, you know, and we took Hawaii from Hawaiians. You know, that's what was attacked, you know. Um, people of Asian lineage, but, you know, we adopted them as American and then incarcerated those who were American but Asian. That's right. what this country does, you know, and it's made a practice now of incarcerating black people because we just won't go away. You know, we just won't be indoctrinated. You know, we just won't, you know, allow ourselves to be, you know, dismissed. We keep showing up, man. You know, we're as, we are as perennial as the roach, you know, no matter what they come up to get rid of us. You know, we just find a way to rise above it. We're the great annoyance, you know, and you use the word denial. I never thought about it, you know, in the way that you just put it, but it's this hatred toward denial. You know, I never yeah. thought of it like that. Yeah, man, you know. Yeah. It's the, this hatred, the denial, of denial. Hate of the, the hate of denial. You know, yeah, How dare because, you? yeah, you know, don't be bringing that stuff to me. You know, you want to see somebody who who you want to make some, take a, a an alcoholic, you know, and start talking God to him. You're going to see a hatred toward <laughs> denial. <then. laughs> you know, how how dare you? You know, you're blowing my high, dude. You know, get that crap away from me. Hey, yeah, I don't know, man. You know, since you since 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 you uh, you brought Manifest Destiny um, those few months back, mm-hmm. um, you know, and since we introduced that, uh, which we knew was already already there. You know, and Amen. we're going to talk about we're going to talk about critical race theory. And, whoa, did you turn maybe up not? If not, we'll talk about that okay. next week. We don't have to talk no, about. No, but you know, that I'm just you know just 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 you know uh, the connecting the dots. <clears throat> the whole point. What I'm saying is just you know when you introduced this, um, and it was like yeah, there's all these little dots in American history. Yeah. You know, uh, and just talking about Tulsa, right? So we're looking at Tulsa. So what happened in Oklahoma? Before before Black Wall Street, uh, there was this land mm-hmm. rush. 
So what happened before the land rush? Oh, the Indians got removed. So then what happened during that time? Oh, well, you know, as you mentioned before, you know, 17th, 19th century, they're fighting with European settlers. So it's not even Andrew Jackson. And this goes even back to even James Monroe, you know, and I always laugh when I see James Monroe because, you know, I wanted to name Jackson James Monroe. I'm glad (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) So later I wanted to name I wanted to name my son James Monroe because that's the two names of my grandfathers that I never met. So I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. He'd be named after his great grandfather, you know. But <laughs> everybody was like, no, nah, man, you don't want James Monroe. <laughs> you don't want James Monroe. Why you going to do that to him, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so even looking at these dots, you know, it's really all the way back to this cat, James Monroe, who really – Really, if you trace the origins of the Indian Removal Act, it goes even back to him. You know, so it's all these dots that are connected, you know, but it's, of course, that's not how it's presented, you know. Um, but that rabbit hole, man, is, is, is just so yeah. deep. But what's, what's and it's, I'm not going to use the word crazy this time, I was going to say it's crazy, but what's mind-boggling is mm-hmm. the... The consistency, the the consistency of of, of racism, of of uh, a mass destruction of people. We won't even say a massacre, or a mass movement, a mass something, where these people ain't white, and you can put whatever these people, whatever that blank, whatever that line is, you can fill in that blank however you want to pull it, but you're not European, so. You got to go. You got to be moved because God entitled us to take this land. God entitled us to remove you from here. God entitled us to make you slaves. Yeah. You know, it's. Yeah. So sometimes it's not overwhelming in, in these discussions that we talk about, but it can be a lot of information, you know, and it's like, well, which way do I want the dots to go? You know, how do I want to connect them in a way that that this this line doesn't get too crazy? You know, we can try to keep it as straight as possible. But that, you know, you try to fly an airplane in turbulence, it's really difficult, right? You know, it's hard to keep that line because you got all this stuff. That's how I feel sometimes in doing these shows. But it's so informative um, and 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 um, mind blowing. Not really mine because it's really here. It's like we see it every day, but yet right. we still we still have this denial of hate or this hate of denial that racism is the the foundation of America. And so now we're in the process of history being even changed in the books, right? Or that there's this dissecting, if you will, of how America is going to be presented. I mean, like, what's that going to look like in the future for, you know, for for my son, for his kids, you know? Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, what do we do? We just, yeah, you're right. Some people may not even want to talk about it, may not want to digest it. I think you did the term you use. But, I mean, we're doing it anyway. We're and, digesting and, this and, every day. And and we're we're very we're getting very skilled at, at, at doing it. 
you know, and we're getting very skilled at doing it under the guise of entertainment, you know, and we're lulling our own selves to sleep, you know, chasing the brass ring that requires total indifference toward any form of racial consciousness. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's nothing more frustrating for me as much as I enjoy a good game of basketball, you know, where I could just focus on the game itself. It's nothing more frustrating for me than to watch a group of black dudes begin the process of uh, analyzing the game and stepping outside of the boundaries to start including social issues, knowing that they themselves are not going to risk sacrificing their jobs to make a conscious point about anything, you know, and, and, you know, like that's the most frustrating thing in the world, you know, for me to, to, to watch. And, and I haven't found any black commentator, black sports and, uh, an analyzer, any of these, I'm talking about all, I'm, I'm, I don't care if it's Shannon Sharp or whatever his name is. I think you know, juicy mouth boy. I don't care if it's, Stephen A. Smith, I don't care if it's the Three Stooges on TNT. You know, I, I don't care who they are. You know, um, what I know is that somewhere in whatever they're doing, there's going to be a white person there. And in all they're doing, that white person there is going to be the conscious um, awareness that this black person is going to always have to stay ready to maintain in even disposition of conversation. That is so frustrating for me, you know, in knowing that even from the world of entertainment, where mostly white people pay salaries because black people can't afford, you know, on a grand scale to attend these games, you know, even though we're the majority of those who are providing the entertainment, you know, we, we still can't make a social statement. Yeah, that, you know, with all of what is generated, all the money, all the influence, all the recognition, we still have to kowtow any idea of social threat. You know, we have to be polite, and that drives me nuts. You know, um, so we can talk about all of these events that go on, and we can talk about all of what we see as beginning to shift the, the, the playing field or expand the dots. But I tell you, man, I just really believe all the all the lines that we draw are going to come back to that that one that you just mentioned. It's going to come back to manifest destiny, man. And that's the thing that America just refuses to acknowledge, talk about, or teach. It's just that... 100 years of history, you know, the 1800s, where so many of these massacres took place, you know, that, that segment of American history, when the country as we knew it was only, what, 75 years old maybe? The country as we know it, the one we celebrate on July 4th, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. You yeah. know, that whole block, that. that whole 100 years right there dictated what the history of America would be that America would teach. So, you know, the lines are all going to go back to, as far as I'm concerned, they're going to always 
lean toward and aim at, you know, what that one dot of manifest destiny created. And this country is paying the price for that, you know, and the people are paying, paying different prices for it. But black people are still paying, paying the same price, regardless of this idea called emancipation. And look at, you mentioned it earlier in the intro to the show. Look at the ridiculousness of voting rights, you know, and, and the way that this country is allowing a segment of it to rewrite. Well, it shows again the, 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 the value of when you, you know, when, when, when hunters are heroes, watching how this country is rewriting, you know, all the scripts through all yeah. the forms of legality regarding this thing that so many people, black people died for and white, you know, um, for themselves as much as for us, you know, because this was supposed to be equal rights and human rights. And these votes are just being rewritten. I mean, we were... For political we were, gain. For political gain. Go ahead. I mean, we were at a moment. Now, I know, like, if you look at the numbers, it, it will say different. But mm-hmm. I felt... You know, forget the numbers for a minute, because sometimes I don't really think you can believe all the numbers that the media puts out there. But I just believe in my heart that for a brief moment in January to February or so, that there were more people who agreed on a common goal, you know, and that even though... There were things being put in place to suppress voting and to change the way people were going to vote for the presidential election. We saw these things happen, like, okay, here comes the bullshit. Again, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. But it was like we're going to still work together to get this dude out of office. And, 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 and it just seemed like a lot of people, I'm not going to say the majority of America, but it was just a lot of people had this common goal, you know, the insurrection on the Capitol. They're calling for cats, and they, you know, your your boy ain't, ain't calling to check on you. You know what I'm saying? He sent them out there to get you, you know. Yeah. It's Doug, Dracula, look out. You know, all these people, look yeah. out. But now, nah, you know, no, nah, it, it's all good, you know. But we're going to go ahead and do it anyway. No, America's not a racist nation. No, you know, like just pat you on the forehead, you know, pat you on the head like, you know, like a dog. No, it's okay. Just go ahead and go on and keep doing what you're doing while we're going to go ahead and change these laws. You know, just go ahead and keep doing what you're doing. You said Biden was the first president to ever talk about Tulsa, to ever visit Tulsa? Not That's to, crazy. On the anniversary. Yeah. yeah. Right. Maybe, not, on the anniversary. maybe not the first to talk about it because Barack talked about it. But to visit it on to visit on its anniversary as an acknowledged intent, yeah, he's the first one to do it. You know, others may have, maybe Barack even did, but not on the scale of of, of acknowledgement and intent and purpose. You know, um, unless my research has but, failed me. You know, but, yeah, Barack but, talked about it. The whole thing it. is sure he did. But then, but then, but then we turn around and then we're dealing with the issue in Oklahoma of redoing the way you teach history. Last year they said, hey, we're going to include Black Wall Street in the history. And now a year later, in the same 
freaking month. They're like, no, no, we're, we're not going to do that. We're going to change this up now. But it's not what we're going to do. You know, it just seems like this, again, this consistency of, of saying one thing and doing something else. And that, I, mean, I think everybody agrees with that. America's always but, said one thing, but then they do something else. That's politics. I'm sorry. We, no, that's all I was going to say. That's the politics of, of American society, you know. And the rallying points are always around, you know, the defense of the home of the free and the land of the brave. Now, everybody has to buy into that because that's usually from the, you know, inside out. So we rally around the flag for a singular purpose. But it's not that way when it becomes America versus America. Then it's all political. And who has the power dictates the policy. And black folks don't dictate policy. We only react to it. So the illusion is in the hope that politicians you know, express. But the reality is anybody that ain't white and ain't male is going to have to get whatever the controlling faction votes for, for themselves. It got nothing to do with the people. You know, that's the great illusion. It has to do with a very small select group of people that, unfortunately, get to live out terms much longer than the president. Now, you want to see change happen. Let's change the way senators, you know, are allowed to stay in office for an unlimited number of terms. You know, let's start, you know, cutting it down to no more than four years, you know, no more than, you know, um, two consecutive terms. You know, not, see, now it's not the luxury of lulling the people to sleep. Now you're going to have to work to earn your spot, but that ain't the way America does it. And since it's really only a two-party system, you know, they got it figured out. One century is Republican, like it was in the 1800s. The next century is Democrat, like it was in the 1900s. And then the next century, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but nothing consistent with policies dictated by the 18 and 1900s. Now it's, well, the Constitution is passe unless, you know, it serves my purpose. Well, voting rights is really passe unless it serves my purpose. You know, this is, it's this new idea, and I blame Barack for that, you know. It's this new idea that suggests, you know, we ain't going to never let another Obama happen. And because we let it happen, we're going to make sure it doesn't by changing everything that permitted it to happen. You know, I mean, that's the, that's the ridiculousness of where it is right now. And, and the country's going to have to live through it. But even in, in, in spite of all that, still a Kamala Harris was able to rise to the surface and a Joe Biden was able to defeat an idiot. You know, but I, I disagree with you about one thing. I think it is the majority that agrees with you. But because of how American politics has gentrified the boundaries of the electorate, a select few can dictate to the greater um, numbers. You know, and that's the shift of root, the, the shift of Rooney that's going on right now, that you're asking the question about, well, how can it, you know, how can this be? It's hypocrisy, no. You know, it's white privilege, man. You know, this, this, is, this, is, this is about white people battling it out with white people, man, for their own existence. And we get to we get to pick it at the leftovers, but you know this is this is this is this is as much of a, a white war politically now as it was 
in the mid-1800s. You know, this is much a political stance that white America has taken now as it did in, in 1863 or 1860, you know, before the um, 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments. You know, a lot of people forget it wasn't just about, you know, slavery being abolished. It wasn't just about, you know, um, black vote. Women hadn't gained the right to vote yet, and people seem to forget that. This was all driven by white men, you know. So, But because of our blind eye toward American history, and our, our acceptance of what, what we get, you know, the leftovers, you know, the droppings from the plate, you know, we we figure out how to um, survive on it and hope for a better day. That's where we are right now. You know, we, we, we allowed an idiot for four years to completely rewrite democracy to where it's no longer democracy. It's this joke now. You know, and we've become the laughing stock of the rest of the world, and we're okay with that. There's there's a people who actually believe a small majority, a small majority, that actually believes this country can function just fine on its own, because that's what it's been taught. It doesn't know anything about fair trade. It doesn't know anything about tariffs. It doesn't know anything about anything, and the power of boycott. You know, doesn't trade boycotts. It doesn't know anything about that. Its own greed and its own denial has created such a hatred around anything that suggests a greater truth that it's become just what you said, you know, the hate of denial, man, or however you put it. Um, I couldn't agree with you more, man. Yeah. 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 The hate of denial, the denial of hate, either way. Well, I like the hate of denial. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that way. You know, the hate of denial. You know, it's it's what allows hate, <laughs> and it's a, it allows it to exist and be called something else. You know, the hate of denial allows this hate to continue. You know, how dare you? How dare you? You know. Call me to call me to the floor. How dare, how dare you hold me to the very policies I use to control the masses? How dare you? I'll show you. <laughs> yep. so, uh, and still doing it. Uh, still doing it. And uh, and I agree with what you said earlier. I agree that you know there was a, a a a moment where it seemed like this country, after going through what it went through for four years, was about willing to except a new a new a new way, a new day, a new day, a new age. And then suddenly somebody said, But if we do that, we're gonna give up power. Let's keep our yeah. power and we can change policies later. And everybody said, Yeah, right. So what do we do? You know, we embrace denial now. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we got. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like they sitting around like, you know, maybe maybe we maybe we we are wrong. You know, maybe we maybe we have been you know, maybe, and then they just maybe. stopped and yeah. was like, "Nah, nah, do what we nah. <laughs> We just go we back good. to kicking we it. Good. We, good. Yeah, we, we good. We good. We good. We all right. Yeah. 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 And I blame it on you know I blame it on the electoral college. It was designed to keep people from doing exactly what now it is doing. It was designed to keep people in control and not allow people to vote. 
And this is exactly, you know, the Electoral College still exists, and now it's just reinvented itself. You know, it, it, it's just dusted it off, dusted off its old ideas. It's just dusted off its old, old means of control. It's just dusted off its own old concepts, you know, of policy, you know, and it had to make concessions, you know, for people of color and women. But it's still the main ingredient that runs it all. It's still white men. This don't make make no mistake about it. This is very much a dominated patriarchal system that is ruled, you know, hand and fist by white males. It's the only way people can profess some type of, you know, um, love for an idiot who was for four years. There's nothing at all about anything consistent with American history that would suggest this dude could be in any way embraced, you know, as, as a, as a banner of, of democracy by the very society that is ruled by it. There's no way, you know, uh, 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 lovers of democracy could hold that idiot in high regard. No way. You know, so we must be talking about something else. And the only something else I can come up with until somebody gives me another idea, you know, is uh, institutional racism. I don't care about that new term they use now. You know, this, this is racism from the highest, from the highest point, you know, in American society, you know, filtered right down to its people and demands total, you know, subservience. And, you know, like I see Adam wrote, but we also still allow those idiots to stay in power. No, we don't. They allow those idiots to stay in power, you know, and we have no choice but to react to whatever policies they dictate. They have to decide that they've had enough of their own denial before they will, in fact, step out from off, off the top of their own little hills, step down from their own little pedestals, and until they start confronting themselves with their own racist policies, until they do that, they're gonna, we're going to always believe it's somehow our fault that they're still in power. No, that's like making, you know, that's like making, like telling a victim, you know, that they're the perpetrator of their own misery. You know, you're the reason why you're not happy, victim. It ain't nothing that's been done to you. You know, it's what you created to allow it to happen. See, that's bullshit. You know, we but haven't allowed a damn thing. Yeah. That's what they're saying, though. That's what they say to us, that's right? That's exactly what they're saying. Yeah. Right. That's why I love that term you use, you know, the hate of denial, man. This is what it looks like. This is the hate of denial. This is what it is. Yeah. All right, I'm sorry. Um, I got carried away there. I apologize. No, you, you're good. You're good. We're going to – tell you what. We're going to – I see Adam's in the queue. Adam, I'm yeah. just going to take a – we're going to take a just a two-minute break here, uh, just uh, catch our breath here for a second, and give us two minutes, and Adam, I'll bring you in here. Uh, yeah, it's going on 830. Yeah, just give us two minutes, ladies and gentlemen. And, again, our phone number here is 516. 516- Four five three six zero nine four. Press one on your keypad. Bring your number into the queue, and the chat room is still open as well. So give us two minutes. We'll be right back. This is the Greenhouse Effect Radio Show. 
Hey, this is Dr. David Fairweather, uh, Medical Mondays is Bio Boot Camp. I want to talk today about nutrition. We've been lied to. We've been lied to about the way we eat. We're not really supposed to eat as adults breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's way too many calories and, and food for us to be eating. As children, we are supposed to eat three times a day, and that's healthy. Um, you know, because children are growing, they're expanding, they're getting bigger. When we get to be adults, usually women around 22, men around 25, mm-hmm. we stop growing and we don't need as much nutrition as before. And simultaneously, our, our metabolism slows down. So we don't need to eat as much um, as adults. Now, if you're bodybuilding, if you're trying to you know, build a lot of tissue, yeah, you're going to have to take in a lot of nutrition just like children do to grow and expand. But if you're just trying to maintain, you don't need to eat that much. Um, so I, I don't tell my patients to eat once a day. I tell my patients to eat when they're hungry. And you'd be surprised how many times you eat during the day where you're not hungry. And you just got to change that whole lifestyle and move towards a more uh, healthy lifestyle where you're eating to really live and maintain as, as opposed to just eating to just to eat. And, um, and if you want some more information as well as some suggestions as uh, how to you know, live a better lifestyle, please contact us. Again, this is Dr. David Fairweather, uh, Medical Mondays, Bio Boot Camp. I know it said Medical Mondays, but uh, just a plug in. Uh, I want to try to do more. You know, we talk a lot about mental and spiritual health, but I also like us to talk about physical health as well. So shout out to my friends at Bio Boot Camp. Uh, my tribe, uh, just, you know, doing our part here on the Greenhouse Effect to uh, make ourselves better all the way around. So I hope that helps somebody. Uh, Speaking of the tribe, uh, I just want to give a personal shout-out to uh, my brother uh, Zeke and his wife, Ken. Uh, They just celebrated their 20-year anniversary, and their oldest daughter is about to just graduate from high school on her way to uh, Spelman. So, to my tribe there. So welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like I said, we we're going to go ahead and bring Adam on in. So I hope, Adam, you got your mic on and you're ready to go. Good evening, yes, cousin. Sir. How's it going? Hey, hey, there good he evening, is. Cousin. How are you guys doing? Oh, man, doing good, bro. You know, like I said, is it Thursday already, man? You saw my post earlier, right? Yes, <laughs> sir. You know hey, what it just, is. You know what it is. A quick question. I know it was two or three weeks ago, I want to say, you were talking about going to a Tuesday, Thursday. Have you figured that out yet? Are we still doing, or not we, are you guys still doing the just a straight two on Thursday? Yeah, I uh, didn't commit to anything last week. Uh, there's a lot of stuff just that's happening this month, and I just wasn't sure um, how to yep. spread it out yet. Um, as far as I just Tuesdays, want to sure I have my calendar on, uh, on lock. Oh, no, you know, no, don't do that yet, because then when it doesn't happen, I got to get these messages from you all the time, like, yeah, I got my radio, I got my time set here, I got my alarm oh. ready, what's up, what's going on? So, of course, but I did that for three years before I got back on the show, so. Yeah, well, persistency, right? Consistency and accountability, brother, I love you. <laughs> but the one, with, with the comment that I made, the one point that I was, and I, I didn't get it across well. Um, but what I was talking about was more like, and not we, like you, me, and your dad allow them to, 
But even when the Democrats were trying to do a commission on the January 6th riot at the Capitol, it failed. Right. Because the Republicans didn't want to get didn't want to get behind it. Even when Marjorie or uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, after she made her crazy comments for the 80th time, even the vote to get her off the commission, there are only 11 Republicans that voted with the Democrats to kick her off of her to pull her her appointment. So is it? I, I don't know if it's ever going to change in terms of that. It's slow change. Um, you know, I mean, because I've, I've made that statement before on this show. And, uh, you know, and then Dad has come in and reminded us that there is slow change. You know, there has been change. I mean, you know, at least, you know, as far as, States turning from blue, you know, what is it, uh, yep. blue to red, or um, I may have my colors mixed up right now. Red to purple, but, yeah. No, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, so so there's these small changes that are happening. Um, I, I, because I agree with you, bro. I mean, I'm like, man, you know, we we can see we see what is happening, you know, and why why isn't there something more that's that's being done? You know, the commission fell through, uh, dudes. Second impeachment fell through, which he shouldn't. Yep. It shouldn't have happened anyway. You know they should have charged him with uh, sedition. You know, but they said yep. no, 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 no. We're not going to do sedition. We're not going to do that. We're just going to do the impeachment, and he'll be impeached. You know, you know. Well, even though if he doesn't get impeached, you know, um, you know, he, he now he can run for another term again. You know, so we we can we see these things happening, but then that's where that lack of power. That's where we lose some of the grip, I think, with yep. with the immediate changes. You know, yep. but I mean, you know, how do you eat an elephant, right? One um, bite at a time. You know. But it's also like even with with Liz Cheney, like all the Republicans went against her because she was anti. <laughs> she started to be anti-Trump. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, I chuckled at that. Every time I hear about her, but I just. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sure she did not expect. I'm sure she did not expect all those sharks to turn on her that quickly. Yeah, but then when when Marjorie Taylor and, and it's probably a, a much older video, but Marjorie Taylor went to AOC's office in New York, and she was harassing her through her mail slot, but nobody said anything. It's oh yeah, you know, business as usual. Go on and handle your business. Do what you got to do. But, again, the supporting that, you know, you have to remember to add that male part in there, that white male American structure, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, so and, and, again, it's not us per se, but it's still people that think like them continue to, to vote them into office, and the minute they think something's going to – something may change – they just redistrict the lines to make sure they can continue to keep power. When you when you okay. make up the rules of the game, you can do what you want to with it, I guess, right? So it's like almost like pissing in the wind. So what you know? What do you do? Mm, no, well, I'm not going to go that far with it. But I hear you though. I hear what you're saying. 
I think we might have lost that. No, I'm here, man. It just, you know, oh, I don't know what I don't know what to say that would sound any different than what I've been saying. So yeah, you know, uh, y'all just raising the same old issue again that you, you're trying to make it sound like you know we have power. It has nothing right. to do with it. But I don't want to start you know, talking in that. No. Did you did you hear yeah, about the two yeah. valedictorians that were at the last minute? It was two black valedictorians, and then at the last minute they added two white valedictorians, and then they changed the they changed either the GPA or the I think it's the GPS or GSP the way they rate them, but they named two valedictorians, and then they added two other white students. I'm assuming just out of spite. But that just happened like a week ago. But this is, you know, all these things that that we see that that happens. I mean, this this is one of the reasons, this is some of the reasons, or however you want to put it, that that I talk about uh, us, about empowering each other. This is why Mm -hmm. I talk about policing our own neighborhoods. This is why I, I talk about developing educational curriculums amongst each other, you know, with each other, building strong support systems, building uh, uh, a Tulsa, Oklahoma, building a a Black Wall Street, a Greenwood district. You know, that's why I mentioned, you know, Gurley's name. That's why I talk about J.B. Stratford, you know, and all these people that were involved in the beginning, Booker T. Washington, you know, all these people that were involved in the beginning of Black Wall Street, because we talk about the massacres that happened. I know Dad, was, you know, Dad and I have talked about some of these massacres, and we'll get more into that in the upcoming weeks. You know, but we know the end result, but we don't talk. I don't think we share enough information about how it began. Now, I mean, of mm-hmm. course, you know, whatever reason that that these deaths happen, it still falls on. I still, you know, racist white male America, I believe, um, that anger, that rage, the same term that dad used. But what about the beginnings? You know, how did they do that? And why can we not do that today? Because I, I think that we've forgotten how to do that. I think we still depend on white America to say, you know what, you know, we've been racist all this time. You know what, we're just going to go ahead and, and make it an even slate. We're just going to change things. It's not going to happen. At least it's not going to happen right away. That's why the change is small, but changes are happening, right? But why do we continue to to get upset, to, to gasp, to grab our, clutch our pearls when there is a moment of of racial tension? When when things aren't fair, if you will, when this example that you mentioned just happened, I mean it's not fair, it's not right, and just you know just saying oh that's that's just Timmy being racist, you know that's just that's just how he is, you know. But why can't we continue to try try to develop our own support, our own system, again our own Greenwood districts. I think we're kind of doing it, but we don't hear about it. 
And like I said, at least as far as the history books are concerned, we don't talk about how those things happen. We just talk about and and people dying and how they got killed. Oh, we lost Adam. I think I talked him off the air. Dad, you still there? Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, we lost Adam. His call dropped. Okay. I, I'm really just trying to get a grasp of what, what the dialogue is about, you know, as it relates to what we've been talking about. Um, I, I think it's more or less the – go ahead. I'm sorry, Dad. No, go ahead, man. What? It's just the, the, the this tension that continues to exist in America and the, the issues that, we, that we're still dealing with. Um, and, and then looking at a hundred years of, of what happened in Tulsa or 160 years ago with emancipation or looking at 300 years ago with the Indian Removal Act or whatever. I mean, it, again, it's those dots that we continue to trace. So I don't, that's, at least that's what I'm thinking. Um, well, I, I you know, where, where does the point come? Let me just ask you, where does the point come in black consciousness that we recognize things as they are? You know, I, I, I don't know if that, that, that conversation happens. You know, I, I know I don't hear it in, in, the, in the news outlets. I know I don't read about it on other forms of social media. And I can't think of any platform where it's discussed. You know, it's a, at some point, black America is going to have to accept the way things are. You know, um, change for change's sake, yeah, it's been happening. Um, but it's not a consistent change all the way across the board. It's in, in little elements that don't really dictate shifting. What it does is permit appearance. So we get more black faces in Congress than we ever have. We get more black faces running forms of, of state and city governments than we've ever had. You know, but um, where do we see the power of social change being dictated by those who have lived in the obscurity of not being recognized for how they've been treated? We still talk around that. I, I, there, there hasn't. We're, we're already growing bored with talking about black massacres, and we haven't even been taught it yet. We haven't been taught the far-reaching imp, impact on racism, systemic racism, institutional racism, as it exists. This isn't something that has gone away. This is the driving force of American society where it is right now. But this is not the theme of discussion. You know, we, we, we still have these little powwows that, that ask the question, well, what are we going to do about it? And, and, and why haven't we done something about it? Well, you don't do something about institutional racism or systemic racism until you recognize that it exists. You know, it's not like, well, it exists, but. No, there is no but in a government that is driven by systemic racism. You know, and, and, and that's, it's just, a, it, it, it boggles my mind that we, we want to acknowledge that it's there, but we want to talk as if it doesn't matter. It's everything. Right. It's everything. It's not some part of something. 
It's everything, and what we've learned how to do is live with it. But we don't even talk about that. We don't even talk about how we've learned to live with systemic racism. We don't talk about how we've learned to live with the fact that um, we know we're going to pick up the paper or turn on the TV or hit the on switch on, on our computer and go into the Internet and read about a, uh, um, some type of injustice. Adam talked about two black valedictorians and then two white valedictorians. And, yeah, well, okay, that's systemic racism. You know, it, it, it's, it's got nothing to do with anything else. It's the permissive attitude of the dominant society that says, this is what we do, you know, and we kill people. You know, this is what we do. But we expect you to honor our flag, and we allow you to look at it as if it's yours when you know it's mine, and don't kneel in protest about it. Not if you're black. It's okay if you're Tim Tebow and you kneel because you're protesting abortion, you know, but don't kneel if you're a black man in front of the flag if you protest black men being slaughtered by the police and black women being slaughtered and, and, and decimated by the police as it's been historically. Let's, let's, let's not talk about that, and let's not talk about the, 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 the erasure of massacres as directed toward black people for the past 160 years. You know, let's you know, let's not talk about that as if it's a concurring event. You know, let, let let's talk around that and let's talk about, you know, the the advances that we've made, you know, um, and and the money that we're allowed to blow. Let's not talk about that we don't have a black bank that generates a black credit card that doles out black loans so that we can have black homes and and create a a new black community a government within a government, and even with enough, which we have with athletes alone, enough financial um, foundation to begin to create a society within a society. You know, I mean, you want to know about, you know, what what the value of a Greenwood or a Rosewood was? It's just that. You know, we found power within power. And we found, you know, but then, then a, a massacre comes along that's politically driven, that you know, I'm, I'm not going to have time to talk about tonight. But if I can, for just a quick second, if I can find it, I may not even be able to find it. But it talks directly about a particular city, a little town right here in 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 in, in Texas. You know that um, was 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 the first Tulsa. You know, just completely decimated. You know, and, and the just justification politically, you know, had to do with the very same thing, you know, uh, just, just jealousy regarding black power and just looking for an opportunity to turn that, that, that anger, you know, in a different avenue. And so often if it's not being driven politically, then it's fueled by this strange attitude that only white men can, can, can generate that has to do with the protection of its white females, that, you know, this black man did what with this white woman? Forget facts. He got to go, you know, and, and this society has permitted that for, well, since its inception, since its inception. You know, when, slave, when slaves were still slaves, you know, if a, if a white free woman married a black male slave, she became a slave. 
she lost all of her rights. And she too became then, you know, a victim of, of, of servitude. But I don't know, man. I don't know how to answer the questions that you and Adam were, were throwing out about the, out there when it sounds like we actually have some say-so. We have no more say-so now than we did in January. You know, instead, you know, this society, is, as we experience it, experience it, throws darts at black men and black women who raise a fist up toward the injustice of that insurrection and only to find themselves standing out there all alone. Only with the select few, like, you know, Joe Biden has no choice but to stand out there because, you know, Jesus, black folks got him elected, you know. So his his only chance for (laughs) reelection is to, in fact, be the mouthpiece of black America because he found out there's still enough cotton black America to keep him going, you know. And even if it doesn't, he's got his backup plan, you know, with Kamala. You know, so, yeah, okay, so, but white Americans making it real clear, oh, don't think that that's going to be anything you're going to be able to create some idea of, of of a humanistic society around. You know, we still don't give a shit about what you claim to be your rights. You know, we still don't give a shit about what you claim to be what you bled for. You know, we, we got no time for that, you idiots. Why the hell did y'all get out and do it out there and do that in the first place when you know we have never given you what you've earned? And you're still waiting for that to happen. Yeah. We have never given you recognition of what you've created. You know, all these unions and all these trades that exist today, they learned how to do it from the slaves that weren't paid wages to build this country. But we don't, you know, we we've never held America accountable when it comes to talking about history. We just take their story. You know, and their we accept story. it as fact. Wow. Yeah. And we accept it as fact. You know, Holy and um, accountable. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I know you were you were on the roll there. I hope I didn't cut you off. No, 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 no. Uh, My sigh isn't no, you didn't no man. My sigh is in hearing myself talk. It's like, man, you know, shut up. Yeah. Okay, you, you, you've been a blowhard for two hours now. Shut up. Jeez. No, I mean, my, my, my response to it, and I would just wait till next week, and we can go more into it, baby, is just, you know, uh, how. And I guess the question is how. But then we talk about the how, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm worried about that one statement you just made. You know, uh, I'm out there in the middle of the street by, by myself. You know? Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You with me? Yeah. yeah. It's okay, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get it back. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we coming. No we coming. I'll be coming. right there. I, I tease. I tease Sue all the time. I say I'm, I'm right behind you. I'm right behind you, man. I still be on the couch, man. I'm right behind you. <laughs> hey, we gotta laugh, Will. Right? We gotta laugh. Come on, man. We gotta laugh, man. Yeah, you know, it, right, it, it, 
it's the hilarity of, of hypocrisy. We got to laugh, man. You know, and, and, and we've endured it. You know, we've endured it. If nothing else, we've endured it. And from it, you know, we've um, actually, it's not a, 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 a decent living in comparison to the rest of the world, you know? True. You know, with the hope of things to improve, with the hope. Of the, and, you know, poor people have pretty much the same things rich people have. We just don't have as much. You know, we, we, we still get to breathe this polluted air. We still get to drink this poison water. You know, uh, we still pay taxes. You know, and um, we're, we're struggling to get you know, various benefits. You know, whether it be health, whether it be financial. And then we have to watch, you know, um, as the what 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 the, the dominant forces that be want to look at as their their um their 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 grace, their generosity, and then deciding just the other day that they've been too generous now, so they're not giving anything up anymore. Let's reduce people back to the lives of poverty. Let's not give them an opportunity to live like decent human beings. They've, they've done too well with what we've given them. So let's take it back so they can be miserable again. Oh, man, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. This yeah. disease came along. And when this disease came along, it kind of really evened out the playing field in so many ways. Suddenly everybody needed something. And then the people who need it the most got what everybody else got, but it was so much better than how they've been living. And suddenly America was America. It was a land of milk and honey. You know, and everybody prospered at the same level, on the same basis, based on the same need. And the the generous society decided, oh, no, we can't have this because you're going to allow yourself to just become um, um, stationary. We, we need to take this back so you can go back to those miserable-ass jobs. How dare you get comfortable with our, our, our generosity? You know, oh man. You know, so we open up the businesses so the people who are broke can come and pay what they need to pay in order to survive. But when the businesses had to shut down, everybody got their fair share. And suddenly those who didn't have found out they had a lot more when they got their fair share. Well, we can't have that anymore, you know. Now, go back to yeah. working three and four jobs again just to be poor. Yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, um, and the cats they... like you who've earned unemployment now have to feel guilty for drawing unemployment. You know, man, this is. Man. While the rich continue to get rich off of the poor, and we're going to say, why haven't we done anything? Yeah, I tell you, it's very simple. Why we haven't? Because we're not allowed to. And just when we think we get close to being able to, they show us who's in charge every time. Um, that metaphor of Lucy and Charlie Brown and the football every Thanksgiving, it ain't no <laughs> lie. <laughs> oh, man, I forgot about that. 
Yeah, no, you're right. Lot. And I mean, and, 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 and they do it to each other. You know, I, mean, I say, I always say that capitalism is the monster that eats itself. And I mean, they do it, they do it to, to, to them, to each other. You know, today, um, today is the fourth anniversary of a, they like to call whistleblowers. And I don't know if I got her name right or whatever, uh, Realty uh, Winner. That's her name, who was, uh, and, uh, who served in the Air Force, the Air Force veteran. But she was charged with violating the Espionage Act of uh, 1917, Espionage Act, because she exposed Russian hacking in the 2016 election. Um, you know, so something, you know, uh, that's just a, a, today is the date that it's been four years. She's supposed to get out at the end of this year, I believe. But, you know, exposing something that affects America, but they still imprisoned her because how she, you know, got the information out. So it's all these loopholes that we all have to jump through. So, you know, when Adam comes on and everybody else asks these questions, you know, well, what about this or when that happens? And, I mean, they're quick to, to shut their own people up. I mean, so I don't know. Um, sometimes I just no, don't man. know what what we expect. You know. Yeah. Well, I I don't I don't include me in that we. You know, because that's the game they play with each other. All you got to yeah. do is remember who was president at the time, and all you got to do is remember who he was was pals with during that time, and so it explains itself. You know, and yeah. and, and that's that's uh, you know the thing that we don't do, and I know we're out of time. But the thing that but the thing that we don't do is take a look at each era at each time and connect the dot to who was the president at the time and then understand through research and grasp a deeper realization of what his policies were. You know, we don't do that. We don't we don't we don't hold the presidents of the time accountable for the society's behavior. I don't know why. But that's never an issue brought up. You know, it starts right, let me, from the top. Let me ask you this then. So next week, are you going to bring back uh, discussion about um, uh, Black Massacre? Yeah. And if you are, if it's, which if one? it's okay. You know which yeah. one? Well, the, I, I have actually, I have two. <laughs> I have two. Uh, one two? has uh, one has to do, talk. what did I do with that sheet of paper? What has to do okay. with um I know we're we're out of time time right all right while well, you're uh, still looking for it because i w- I want us to know before the end of the show here so um is it you got show it? over all right so go ahead man. Don't, yeah don't online, yeah go ahead those that are listening I might online, not. next week we'll yeah. hold on that so next week we'll continue uh this discussion and looking at um <laughs> A little bit of history, uh, American history, if you will, uh, and and some of these dots that we're continuing to connect. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, know, same time, 7 p.m. Now, as far as Tuesday is concerned, just be on the lookout. I'll be posting stuff on our group page. You may even see some videos popping up on social media, too, here and there. So just – so that is it for the online Okay, uh, real quick, the two is, online, one is Slocum, Texas, yeah, 
One is Slocum, Texas, and that happened in 1910, and the other was the Ludlow Massacre that night that happened in 1914. So 1910, and what was the other one? Slocum, S-L-O-C-U-M. 1914. What was L-O-C-U-M, 1910, So, you know, uh, I know a lot of people don't like homework, and I'm not giving homework, but for those that are listening, you know, I mean, yeah, but I'm going to throw a but out there. You know, we talked about Tulsa. I'm sure a lot of you have seen the movie Rosewood uh, and may have heard and known about some stuff here and there. So, but no, we're going to start out something a little different. So, you know, uh, I would ask that you spend some time in just checking out these two locations. Um, I'm going to go and look at. And I'm yeah. going to look and see, you know, like how did they start, you know? Uh, Absolutely, what, that's the point. What, yeah. what, what was their beginnings and stuff like that? You know, of course, the presidents and stuff like that. And what was going on at that time? Um, 1910, 1914, you know, that's very close to uh, 1921. So um, still a lot of dealing with exactly. uh, coming off the Indian Removal Act and things like that. So. You know, hopefully, you know, uh, our listeners out there will, will take a look at, at these dates and we can continue our, our lessons of American history that we've been doing. I know it's just a little different, and I hope it's not too dark for our, for our listeners out there, but yeah. this is American history, man, and, and I think American we history. need to understand this to see where we're headed next in the future. You know, Amen. I want to make sure that it, to these shows, you know, he's able to look at this and strategize and make plans for the better for his kids. Right on. Man. He's able to connect right. these dots and make things better. I hope that uh, uh, he jumped off already. I was going to say uh, Zeke. Zeke was on the line, but he jumped off already. Ah, so, man. but his kids too, you know. So, um, so like I said, be on the lookout Tuesday. Uh, I, I'm working on, uh, so I know Adam was asking, and I really didn't want to commit to anything, but um, I'm working on, ex- we'll meet we, are working on expanding our shows and looking at finally utilizing some videos. So I'll probably be playing around with some videos here and there on Facebook. And if anything, you might just see some updates, you know, like since we're talking about Slocum, for example, you might see just a quick five-minute video or something like that where I may mention something in preparation for Thursday. Um, But in the future, as far as any additional shows, if we do – or when we do a Tuesday show, um, and I haven't really talked to you, Dad, about this, but what I'm thinking of doing it is uh, doing it at 8 o'clock, like an hour, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Tuesdays for just an hour. But, again, that's something that we can continue to discuss and strategize. How's that sound? <laughs> I'm glad we're going to discuss it. Yeah. Okay, cool. We can, we can talk about it. Yeah. Awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So that's it for tonight. Uh, thank you for listening. If you're listening live or you're listening to the recorded shows, appreciate you spending your time with us. You could have been anyplace else, but you spent some time with us. And I hope you got something from tonight's show. Um, on Facebook. I did. You can... <laughs> <laughs> My hand raised. Oh, I did. Um, yeah, I sure did. You, can find us, you can find us on Facebook on our group, uh, The Greenhouse FX. You know, my name's Will Green. You know, my dad, Bill Green. The Greenhouse FX, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, 
message me, text me, bring a friend, tell a friend, bring a friend. Um, as always, please be safe, mask up, be aware of your surroundings out there, please. Um, in closing, I just want to leave a little quote here. Um, when you control a man's thinking, you do not have to worry about his actions. <laughs> you do not have to tell him not to stand here or go yonder. He will find his proper place and will stay in it. You do not need to send him to the back door. He will go without being told. There is no back door. He will cut one for his special benefit. His Amen. education makes it necessary. That's right. Carter G. Wilson, the miseducation of the Negro. I think I'm going to start out next week's show with yeah. that, too. I think I'm going to start yeah. out next week with that. All right, Dad. Hey, as always, it's been a blast. Adam, thanks for chiming in, man. Sorry we couldn't bring you back in. I see you back on the line there. But um, as always, man, I'm appreciative, and I'm blessed every every time we do a show, man. So thank you again for chiming in. The Lions historian, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the amazing thing about the miseducation of the Negro, that book was written in the 1920s. Yeah, mm-hmm. amazing, man. Amazing. Amazing. What to me it is. That's the history. All right. Yeah. All righty, man. Love uh, you, son. Don't forget. Looking don't forward forget, to next gentlemen. week already. Oh, yeah. Well, well you know, I got to give you a quick shout-out, too. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, check out Write Your Own Book Club every Saturday morning at 10 a.m., also live on Blog Talk Radio. But those archive shows are uh, on your favorite podcast as well. All right. Everybody have a good night. Be safe. I Love can't you remember why. Feeling this way, I guess I should be crying. But my heart just won't obey. If you say it should be happy as I lie here on the rooftop in the rain, I.